If you feel that you want to go for something and then you hear the voice in your head talking you out of it or the actual voice in your life talking you out of it, pay attention to that and go after the desire anyway. The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. We are wrapping up the 10 major causes of failure in leadership, which is in the chapter on organized planning, and we are on number 10 today, emphasis of title. Hill says, the competent leader requires no title to give him the respect of his followers. The man who makes too much over his title generally has little else to emphasize. The doors to the office of the real leader are open to all who wish to enter and his working quarters are free from formality or ostentation. So, as you can imagine, formality and ostentation change over time. When Hill was writing this back in the day, over 100 years ago, you know, formality was different than it is now, but it keeps evolving. And you wanna make sure that you have a open door policy as a leader, because if you don't, your team members will not feel comfortable coming to you with solutions, coming to you with the problems that need solutions so that you can put your creative masterminding abilities together to solve that problem. If you are all caught up on formality and ostentation and you make it very uncomfortable for them to come visit you with their ideas or with their problems, you will slow down the growth of your business. So you might love a beautiful office space. That's not what we mean by formality and ostentation. It's the energy behind it. It is how you're showing up and whether you are making that inhospitable place for people to join you or a place that they want to come into, want to be invited into. Okay, so are you making too much of your status, of your title, of your position? And instead, can you think about how that might not need to be emphasized so much if you're doing all the other right things as a leader? Now, we all have a title. My title is founder and CEO. But do I stand on ceremony with that? No, not at all. Am I willing to get my hands dirty? Absolutely. Do I turn to my team for their advice? Yes. Do I want them coming to me with problems that they they need help solving? Yeah, absolutely. Do I want them relying on me for that every single day of the week? No, absolutely not. They, They need to do their role at the highest level. But if they're stymied and need to talk something through, damn straight I want to be there for them that's only going to allow the company to grow faster and faster and faster and for all of us to have success. So the question that you need to ask yourself today is, is there anything that I am doing in my life or business that is creating so much formality that's keeping people out 
from coming to you with ideas or problems that need to be solved? Is there anything that you need to do to allow for more open communication? Okay, for this episode, we're just going to do a little summary of the next several sections. I'm not going to go into them in the kind of detail that you are used to me going into the this work in because I feel like they are specific to a certain place in your life. And if these speak to you, I would highly suggest that you go read this section in detail. So the first subject heading is uh, fertile fields in which new leadership will be required. And Hill takes you through these different industries and why he thinks they will be calling for new talent and new leaders. So if you're wondering what your purpose is in life, what you should be pursuing, what career you should be going after, what business you should be going after, where you should be spending your time and energy, you may want to take a look at what Hill writes here and see if it jogs anything for you, uh, creates any sort of spark that has you going, oh, oh, look there, I could do that, okay? So one additional subject heading here is when and how to apply for a position. So if you are looking at applying for a position, looking for getting a career in a different industry or really going for something more, you are going to want to read this section. He talks about how to market your services in a unique way of doing that and the steps to go about doing that. So definitely look at that. Um, Information to be supplied in a written brief. This is all about how to present yourself in the best light to uh, others. And there's some basic, basic stuff in here that is so important and is timeless. So please take a look at that. Another subject heading is how to get the exact position you desire. So Let's do a quick cursory read of that. First, you have to decide exactly what kind of job you want. If the job doesn't already exist, perhaps you can create it. Does that sound familiar? That's exactly where we started off this this whole book in. What do you want? Tell me what you want. Identify it and go after it. You can create that. Okay, second, choose the company or individual for whom you want to work you wish to work, study a prospective employer, analyze yourself, your talents, your capabilities. And he goes on and on here. So this is a useful, useful chapter. Please read this chapter if these things apply to you in your life right now or file it away for the future. You know that it's here as reference material. Another subject heading is the new way of marketing services. Jobs are now partnerships. Definitely read that, okay? And then we are going to get to uh, a section that I am gonna go into detail on, so stay tuned for that tomorrow. But for now, those are the the subject headings of the, the part of this chapter that we're not going into in a lot of detail, but please go read those sections if they will be of use for you right now. 
we're going to be talking about your QQS rating. Now, this always makes me giggle because it's a three-letter acronym. Everyone loves a three-letter acronym. So what is your QQS rating? Okay, so it might be a funny thing to say out loud, but it is of such serious import that you you need to listen up here. You must pay attention to this because this is really where the law of compensation comes in. So let me speak to that first. The law of compensation says you will be compensated according to the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty in replacing you. Remember those three things. Now let's see how that relates to what Napoleon Hill says here regarding your QQS rating. He says the causes of success in marketing services effectively and permanently have been clearly described. That's Those are in the sections that we uh, skimmed over just now. Unless those causes are studied, analyzed, understood, and applied, no man can market his services effectively and permanently. Every person must be his own salesman of personal services. I love to emphasize to people that you must love sales. If you are working for someone else, you are still selling yourself. You're selling your services. You're selling your personal services. The fact that you are an exemplary, top-notch, extraordinary employee that's going to grow that person's business. Sell me on that. And then... If you are in business for yourself, you must be a consummate salesman of your services or your products. This is essential. This is what moves money, guys. The quality and the quantity of service rendered and the spirit in which it is rendered determine to a large extent the price and the duration of employment. So what does he mean here? He's saying the quality and the quantity of what you do, the service that you render, and the spirit with which you do that is what is going to determine your price, what you get compensated for, how long you have an incredible job, an amazing career, the ability to grow and do whatever you want in this here world is dependent on the quality and the quantity of the service that you render and the spirit with which you do it. That means your attitude, the attitude with which you do it. If you're not having success in this world, try changing your attitude. Try doing what you're already doing with a great attitude and see what happens. Just change your attitude. That might be all that's required. Now, you might also have to change the level of service that you're providing. Do you need to better your best in terms of the service that you are sharing in this world, the quality of your work? Make it even better. Don't just be okay with mediocre. Do your absolute best and you will be recognized. And then the quantity of service. Are you able to render a greater amount in the same amount of time that someone else can do? Like, can you give more 
in the same amount of time. People will pay huge amounts to save time. Now, we want to be enjoying the ride along the way, right? You don't want to be miserable. That's where being in harmony comes into play. And that's what we're going to be talking about in tomorrow's episode. So for today, the question you have to ask yourself is what is your QQS rating? How would you rate the quality of service that you provide? How would you rate the quantity of service you provide? And what's the spirit with which you provide that? We're going to take a quick pause in the teaching to tell you about the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit, a powerful way to scale up and create consistent cash flow in your life and your business. We'll come right back to the teaching in less than a minute, so stick with us. The Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit is a three-day virtual event designed to help you break through your subconscious blocks and self-sabotaging behavior that keeps you playing small and not consistently making the money you desire or achieving your big goals and delightful life. This is what I had to do when I made my big quantum leap, going from making 138 to 700K in one year then crossing the seven-figure mark. It's time for you to do the same thing. Eliminate the confusion, master your mindset, and get the exact methodology required to scale up your business and your life. Go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash summit to grab your ticket now before we sell out. I can't wait to help you experience a true income breakthrough as well. I'll see you there now. We'll get back to the teaching. Hill says here, adequacy of quality and quantity of service is not sufficient to maintain a permanent market for your services. The contact or the spirit in which you deliver service is a strong determining factor in connection with both the price you receive and the duration of employment. Andrew Carnegie stressed this point more than others in connection with his description of the factors which lead to success in the marketing of personal services. He emphasized again and again the necessity for harmonious conduct. He stressed the fact that he would not retain any man no matter how great a quantity or how efficient a quality of his work unless he worked in a spirit of harmony. Mr. Carnegie insisted on men being agreeable. To prove that he placed a high value upon this quality, he permitted many men who conformed to his standards to become very wealthy. Those who did not conform had to make room for others. So what does this mean? It means that it doesn't matter if you're really good at what you do. If you've got a bad attitude, No one's going to want to have you around. It's only causing you to have a miserable life. Ouch, right? But it's true. If you've got a bad attitude, no one but you is responsible for that. So clean it up. Start becoming someone people like to be around. Do what it takes to change your behavior so that you can show up with a positive attitude. Because nobody wants to work with grumpy pants. Even you don't want to work with grumpy pants. So in my company, we have a philosophy that we're completely undefended. Like this is like, we're not available 
for any sort of defended political behavior, any drama. That is so not tolerated in my company. And nobody on my team has that. And if it does crop up, we talk about it because we're not available for being miserable in our work life. My life is too damn important to be surrounded by people who aren't having a damn good time and happen to slay at what they do. They are experts, just like Andrew Carnegie. Now, I'm not the the billionaire that Andrew Carnegie was, but I certainly have taken a page out of his book on my own accord, quite frankly, that regardless of the size of business that I'm building, I want it to be fun. I want it to have a lit up life. I want it to be a great place to work. I want it to be additive to this world. I want the people that work with me to love coming to work. Have it be an amazing place to work. And that requires hiring people who have a great attitude and know how to work in harmony with the laws of the universe and other people. Think about yourself. Are you working in harmony with the people on your team, whether you are the CEO or whether you are the second in command, third in command, fourth in command, or just starting out and working your way up? Are you in harmony? The 30 major causes of failure. How many of these are holding you back? Hill says, life's greatest tragedy consists of men and women who earnestly try and fail. The tragedy lies in the overwhelmingly large majority of people who fail as compared to the few who succeed. I have had the privilege of analyzing several thousand men and women, 98% of whom were classed as, quote, failures. There's something radically wrong with a civilization and a system of education which permits 98% of the people to go through life as failures. My analysis work proved that there are 30 major reasons for failure and 13 major principles through which people accumulate fortunes. In this chapter, description of the 30 major causes of failure will be given. As you go over the list, check yourself by it point by point for the purpose of discovering how many of these causes of failure stand between you and success. This is Amira here. This would be a very useful thing for you to do on a monthly basis or an annual basis, just to go through and see where you stand in relation to each and every one of these. The 30 major causes of failure. Let's start with number one, unfavorable hereditary background. There is but little, if anything, which can be done for people who are born with a deficiency in brain power. This philosophy offers but one method for bridging this weakness through the aid of the mastermind. Observe with profit, however, that this is only one of the 30 causes of failure which may not be easily corrected by any individual. Okay? So, You know, people are born with different computing capacities. We all have different types of intelligences, if you will. Some people are artistic. Some people are great verbally. Some people are great mathematically. Some people are great spatially. Some people know how to do project planning. We each have our strengths. What are your strengths and work to build those and then 
create a mastermind that helps you facilitate the areas that you do not have strengths in. So what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Just do a quick, maybe five bullet point in each, get real, admit it, and figure out how you're going to get help in those areas. Number two of the 30 major causes of failure. Number two is lack of a well-defined purpose in life. There is no hope of success for the person who does not have a central purpose or definite goal at which to aim. 98 out of every 100 of those whom I have analyzed had no such aim. Perhaps this was the major cause of their failure. Obviously, if you don't know where you're going, how can you get there? You need to have a goal for yourself. It is so, so critical. Now, I've often been confused by a well-defined purpose in life and goals. To me, they are different things. And I did not understand what my purpose in life was until very much later in my life, into my 40s. But I always understood the purpose of having a goal, something that I was aiming for. And I think, if I'm honest, I would have had much faster, larger success in my life if I had discovered my overarching goal, my main purpose in life earlier. But you know what? We all walk our path. So start with your goal that's right in front of you and take action on that as quickly as possible. And then keep following the breadcrumbs. What is your next goal? And don't let anyone dissuade you or or pull you off your North Star, your desires. If you feel that you want to go for something and then you hear the voice in your head talking you out of it or the actual voice in your life talking you out of it, Pay attention to that and go after the desire anyway. That leads the way to your purpose so much quicker than just staring at your navel and wishing and hoping and thinking. You must actually take action on your desires to reach your life's purpose. When I started doing that, I then recognized what my purpose was and now it's so clear that I have it like a bullseye for myself, and it's full steam ahead. So that's what I want for you as well. So take a moment today and ask yourself, do I know what my purpose in life is? Question mark. If it's a yes, booyah. If it's no, do I know what my next goal is? What is the next thing that I want to achieve? Write that down. Say when you want to achieve it by and go after that with everything you've got it will lead your lead the way to your next goal, your next goal, and your next goal. And I promise if you keep this up, you will find your life's purpose. And then you will go from being a failure to having success. Number three of the 30 major causes of failure. Number three is lack of ambition to aim above mediocrity. We offer no hope for the person who is so indifferent as to not want 
to get ahead in life and who is not willing to pay the price. You must want it badly enough. If you don't care, if you don't really want it, you won't be motivated to move through the challenges that will always exist in front of you, to grow, to move through that discomfort. There's always discomfort in the growth, always. Welcome that challenge. But if you don't have the ambition to aim above just okay, it's hopeless. You're just gonna end up with just okay. That's obvious right? Ambition is one of the causes of success. Do you own it? Do you love your ambition? Do you have to defend your ambition? Are there people in your life, in your environment that are saying, slow down, don't work so hard, relax, chill out? That drives me friggin' crazy, guys. I'm going places. I'm doing things. I love what I do. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't have downtime or I don't go on vacation or I don't chill out or or relax. But don't tell me that I need to let go of my ambition. I'm going someplace. Are you going there? Do you have that drive? And he says, we offer no hope for the person who is so indifferent as to not to want to get ahead in life and who is not willing to pay the price. You must be willing to pay the price. There is always a sacrifice. The law of sacrifice says you have to let go of something of a lower nature in order to call in and receive something of a higher nature. You might have to sacrifice how much you care about what other people think of you in order for you to pursue your goals and dreams. You might have to say, to use the example I used earlier, I want to work. I love working. I don't care that it's Saturday morning or Sunday afternoon or Friday at 7 p.m. This is what I'm here for. This is what I love. And I don't care what you think of me. Because for those of you who are entrepreneurs, you know that sometimes you're just on a friggin' roll and you want to go for it. Now, this does not mean that you don't have boundaries in your life. Okay, if you're raising a family, if you are in a relationship, if you have a partnership with someone, you have to make decisions about how you show up. So you might also have to sacrifice some places in your work schedule in order to show up and receive something really magical in your personal life. For the bonus content of this episode, I want to talk to you about how to be a true leader in your life, grow your business, and step into your purpose and full potential, and really claim 100% full self-ownership so that you can have personal and professional freedom, which means not being trapped by circumstances, people, events outside of yourself, that you own your happiness. You own your freedom. You know how to create that in your life and in your business. Financial freedom, emotional freedom, mental freedom. This is what I'm talking about. So there are two things that I want to share with you about this and how to go about it. First, the concept of bettering your best. And second, the idea of following the breadcrumbs of desire. So the first one, bettering your best. Let's start with that. If you really want personal freedom, you must be committed 
to bettering your best. This means looking at how you're doing what you do right now and asking the question, how could I improve this? How could I better what is already what I consider my best? And if it's not your best, if you're doing a a half-assed job on something, think about that. Now, I'm not making the argument for perfectionism. That's a way of stalling out. But I am asking you to go for excellence. Where can you right now in your life, in your business, better your best? There is some place where you know you are letting yourself down. It could be some small little thing. I have a silly, somewhat silly example for you. I used to walk past my houseplants and not water them. I would know in my mind, oh, it's probably time for me to water them. And I would just let it go. I would think it wasn't as important as something else. And sure enough, my plants would struggle and they would die. And I wouldn't like myself about this. And it would be this energy suck. It seems like such a small thing. So I started to better my best around this. And I noticed where I was in this cray-cray way of thinking. And I took 30 seconds to fill up a glass of water and water my plants. It didn't take much. And now that is a very simple thing in my life. Now, this might seem like an extraordinary simplistic example, but it starts with the little things. Where are you not cleaning up after yourself? Where are you not answering emails? Where are you um, ignoring a voicemail message? Where are you um, saying you don't have time for the things you want in your personal life, like exercise or making good food for yourself. Now, everything doesn't need to be a top priority for you. You don't have to do all the things. You can decide where you want to better your best and where you want to focus. In fact, that's essential because if you try and do all the things immediately, you will burn yourself out. And that is actually a strategy for failure. That is a strategy for defeat because you can't change everything at once, but you can pick and choose, pick a few things. Where are you not working at the level that you need to be working at and where can you better your best? You could simply do it in your business. You could simply do it in the way you respond to emails. You could simply do it in how quickly you make decisions. There are any number of ways you can choose to approach this. But if you keep bettering your best, you will step into more in your life. And related to the theme of this episode, how can you better your best with some of these leadership principles? That would be a great place to start. Take one or two of these areas And ask yourself at the end of each day, how could I better my best here? Do that for a week or two on each of those principles and you will grow tremendously. Okay, the second thing that I want to give you here is following the breadcrumbs of desire. 
If you want to step into your purpose and your full potential, if you want to claim 100% self-ownership and personal freedom, you must be in your purpose. You must be executing and in that line, in that uh, vein, if you will. And many people are confused about that. In fact, I was for a long time. I didn't frame it in terms of, I don't know what my purpose is. But in fact, I, I didn't, I was a bit of an unconscious competent around this. And I just, what I, what I actually did that actually worked. And if I had done it consciously with more conscious choice, I would have done it faster and quicker was following the breadcrumbs of desire, which is to say, I chose in favor of what I wanted to do versus what someone else was telling me was practical and right, reasonable and safe. I chose the thing, the things that I wanted to do and I followed them and I experienced the result of that. Sometimes the result was fantastic and sometimes it wasn't, but it helped me navigate. This way is good. This way I'm aligned with. This way causes confusion. This way causes struggle. And I kept doing that. And if you do that consciously, not unconsciously, if you become a conscious competent around this, you will move forward faster in your ability to be a leader in your own life. So do these two things, better your best and follow the breadcrumbs of desire and you will step into so much more, so much more quickly. So rock it out, be unstoppable and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us and for being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. This special series is a part of our Morning Mindset Club and comes to you here on the podcast every Saturday morning. If you'd like to join the Morning Mindset Club at no charge, you won't have to wait a whole week and can listen to this series in short daily snippets every morning. Plus, you'll get a quick implementation practice and mastery check-in to go along with it. You can find the Morning Mindset Club info in the show notes below or just head over to the unstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. And as always, please share this podcast with two or three women who are ready for exponential growth and exponential wealth. And if you're game, we always appreciate a review on iTunes that really helps us reach and elevate more women. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.